Welcome to the Change the Ratio podcast. In this series, we explore the gender gap in the sport and technology industries. We're addressing the reality that women hold only 9% of executive positions in the tech industry. We bring in established professionals with unique insights on how they have made a commitment to initiatives to drive diversity. We discuss specific ways to give more women a seat at the table and also address how businesses benefit from diversity and inclusion. The Change the Ratio podcast is brought to you by Women in Sports Tech Incorporated, a recently launched nonprofit that brings together companies, executives, young professionals, and students who share the mission to drive growth opportunities for women at all levels throughout the sports tech landscape. Hi, I'm Jamie Kent, your host, and I wanted to introduce myself and our very first guest. Today in our show, we have Mary Lou McFarlane. She is the illustrious and passionate founder of Women in Sports Tech. She's an entrepreneur and startup veteran, as well as a lifelong runner and mother of two professional soccer players. Mary Lou is currently serving as president of North America for Stat Sports, a UK-based company that provides the world's leading on-field performance tracking and analysis program. Prior to that, she served as CEO of the venture-funded firm Edgify, where she led the startup through to acquisition by Shotsum. I have also had the pleasure of working with Mary Lou over the past year, building our nonprofit, Women in Sports Tech, from the ground up. And in this very first episode, we wanted to talk to Mary Lou about why she was inspired to make change in her industry. How are you today, Mary Lou? I am great, Jamie. It's great to see you in person. Welcome back from Chile. It's good to be back. Better than Google Hangouts. Yes, a lot better. <laughs> and we don't have to worry about internet issues. And we don't have to worry about being dropped by Google. Yes. yes which happens more than we would like. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to jump in and hear the story behind women in sports tech. What was your inspiration? Well, having been an athlete my whole life and having run six marathons and I ran cross country in college, so I've, I've run at a pretty high levels my whole life. And it's been interesting to see how technologies have evolved and especially wearable technologies and their impact on injury prevention and scouting and recruiting and performance analysis. There's so many different ways sports tech has impacted the sport. And then of course, and then I have two daughters who I, I coached as little ones. And then as they ended up playing, also playing at University of North Carolina, they played soccer and then played professionally. I was able to witness firsthand how the, the technologies impacted their own performance and the way the coaches were able to use the data for good for the most part. Um, so the inspiration came, though, really, because I've worked in the sports technology field, which is still very nascent, but it's very exciting and it's exploding. And I've been in the sports tech business for much of the last 10 years. And with the last startup I was with that I was leading, I was really aware week after week that I was the only woman at the, in the conversation. And that, per se, is not a problem for me. I love working with men and have always loved working with men, but it, it felt like it didn't make sense when in college you when athletes 50 50 there were women men and it made no sense that that ratio was not the same in the sports and technology and innovation businesses which we love too and so part so the inspiration came at the women's march i was determined to do something specific 
And rather than just keep bitching about it, which we, we all can all still do, right? Totally. But, but at a certain point, you, you try to make a change and set an intention to do something specific. And that's when Women in Sports Tech was born. Um, so I floated the idea with a couple of young women, actually, that I really respect, you and Nina Luker, um, who's a student at Carolina at the time, who I was mentoring there. Um, and also spoke with men along the way. Men wanted to hire more women, but they didn't feel they had a way to do that. They didn't feel they had a channel or a way to recruit them into their hiring funnels and the women that wanted to work in the business. So what we decided to do was create a hub to bring everyone together to help facilitate a change in that ratio. A hundred percent. So specifically, what are the ways that WIS is having an impact right now? What are the major initiatives for this year? It's been super exciting and rewarding to see how quickly we've been able to grow. And I think this is our startup experience, right? We're all yeah. super startup-y. We just go and move and get things done. And from the beginning, I knew that I wanted this to be not a women's only organization, but an organization of men and women, because we know, we do know that men are in most of the leadership positions in this these sectors, sports yeah. and tech and innovation. Yeah. Um, so we wanted to work together, men and women, and we felt the best initiatives would be um, to, one of the things I'm most excited about was to create an internship program that we call WIS Fellowships. Mm -hmm. And our WIS Fellows all applied. We had a remarkable group of young women apply for basically a $5,000 grant to do a summer internship at a sports tech business or in the sports tech field of their own choice. Um and we've got three remarkable women that we were able to hopefully jumpstart their own career in this business. We've got you know, Fiona McCormick, who goes to University of North Carolina, Anna Resman, who is at Harvard Business School, and then Karen Taffa, who's at LMU. Um, so really interesting and different groups, group of women who are yep. doing different things. So that WIS Fellowship, I think we're all really, really proud of. And thank you to IBM Sports and to, to Carbon and to... Bolt Athletics and Silicon Valley Bank, you know, we were able to bring on some early corporate partners that allowed that us to execute that. Yep. Um, we have a really, really exciting new partnership with Sport Techie, who's mm -hmm. been very supportive of us from the very beginning, from last summer, before we even had our website yeah. live. Um, and we have partnered with them to do a jobs portal. And it's a great URL, sportstech.careers, where companies can go and post their job openings in sports and tech and innovation, and also where young women, really women at any stage of their career, can go find out what jobs are available in this business. Totally. Um, we, we have been a part of some really interesting and exciting networking events. Most recently, we were part of Hashtag Sports in New York City last week, and our panel was ridiculous, and it, and it was so well-received. So our board chair, Jill Stelfox, moderated, and she built Zebra Technologies into the Zebra Sports that we all know. Um, Zebra Sports partnership with NFL was yeah. all basically ignited by Jill. So she moderated and we were lucky enough to have Aura Stewart, who's this very wise and articulate um, man who's the head of, who's the chief diversity and inclusion officer for the NBA. Uh, we had Pamela Yang, who was a managing director at RGA, um, who was our host of our event uh, there at Times Square. Taylor Bloom, who was the founder and CEO of Sport Techie, and we had Mark Herslitch, who is um, an 
part of the NFL Players Association. He's on that executive committee, and mm-hmm. he plays for the New York Giants, and he is maybe the most feminist of all of us. He's like the greatest <laughs> he's guy. He's leading the charge. And he's a linebacker, and he told us all, get behind him. He's leading us through. Yeah, he was, it was great. So I think those are the major initiatives. We are working on a role model program, because I do think young women need to see it to be it. Yeah. And our board, our board is crazy awesome, and they really want to support um you know, it's hard to mentor one-to-one just time-wise, but this program that we envision is a one-to-many yep. mentorship and role modeling. So those are the initiatives that we feel like are very intentional and hopefully will lead to significant change, like measurable change. Yep, yep, definitely. And just looking forward, where do you see WIST in five years? That's such a great question. One of our WIS fellows asked me that recently. Fiona McCormick asked me that. And I think I'd like to get to a point where um, it's just a natural, there, there is enough diversity in the hiring funnels mm-hmm. and enough diversity of candid, of interviewers. Like Joanne Littman wrote a recent book recently that was awesome. In her studies, she had worked for the Wall Street Journal and for years, and she wrote a book on this, and she said it's not enough to just have a diverse slate of candidates. You have to have a diverse slate of interviewers. Yeah. So this takes time. Um, so I, my, my hope would be over the next three to five years that we're not even necessarily having to be as specific as this. But that said, I do still hope that we would grow to as many WISP fellows as we can possibly support yep. and bring young women into this business. Um, Athletes and non-athletes. I mean, it could be STEM. You know, you could, we had everyone in sports tech from developers to marketers to all these businesses need everything. So that's where I hope that we can get to where it's not as, um, it doesn't feel like it's as hard to do. Yeah, Does that exactly. Make sense? Totally. Right now, there's a ton of initiatives to bring diversity and inclusion into tech, but to get to a point where companies just naturally are diverse and that can be, and then we can measure it and it, everything reflects the, the general public as opposed to right now where there's a, we have our work cut out for us. We do. And I think we can speak to anecdotes of how, you know, some of us have maybe felt in meetings um, where you, you knew that you were the only, you were the minority for sure. Yep. But then there's also the data that supports that, right? Like right now, if we're less than 20% of these workforces are diversified, we want to get to a point where we don't have to think about it, that it's much more of a balanced workforce. Yep, 100%. Well, we have a lot of exciting stuff coming up this year, and I'm really grateful that we got to take the time and hear about WIST in your own words. So thank you so much for talking with me today. Thank you, Jamie. This has been really fun. And I look forward to bringing on other super interesting and illustrious and accomplished people in our business as we grow so that we can hear from their point of view how they feel about WIST. Yep. Yeah. It's going to be a really exciting group of interviews we're going to do. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on the Change the Ratio podcast. If you're passionate about changing the ratio in the sports tech and innovation industries, start by joining our community at womaninsportstech.org. We'll put our website and other social media handles in the show notes below.
A diverse company starts with diverse hiring funnels. We worked with Sport Techie to create a job listings board at our website, sportstech.careers, where you can post a job to our community. Thanks for joining us on Change the Ratio.